Number 10 for me, uh, Pride Lands, the album Light Bends. Nice. Yeah. Much the same. I don't have a ton to say about it. I just really enjoyed the entire album. There was not a single song on here yep. that I wouldn't go back and listen to. Australia represent. Uh, my number 10 fit for an autopsy. Oh, what the future. Oh, what the future holds. Um, yeah, they've just been solid for the last few albums. They're kind of a little bit been my gateway into this death metal genre that just keeps making its way onto my playlist. Yeah. You're, you're way past fit for an autopsy at this point. Oh yeah. Beneath and Obsidian Skies are heavier than fit for an autopsy. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, they're just they're on top of their game, and some of the best produced metal out there, in my opinion. Yeah. Will Putney is a master. There you go. My number ten is polyphia with the album remember that you will die i think that this is just brilliant guitar work Mm -hmm. it's accessible to metalheads and to jazz enthusiasts and to rock and rollers like it's just it's a really cool fusion of pop and jazz and metal yeah like uh, i'm still warming up to polyphia Mm -hmm. um I don't know why, but I got like I get the impression of like arrogance that comes from them. But then I think about them like rightly so. I think that they are not single-handedly, but I think that they are one of the biggest influences uh, pioneering the new wave of uh, guitar playing. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, like yeah. contrast uh, what guitar playing and looks like in the scene to twenty years ago, and it's night and day, and it's a really cool, really really cool concept. So I have a ton of respect for them. Yeah. Yeah, but I still am just warming up. Well, for me, like, um, I don't even know what you would call their genre, but I'm learning very quickly that whatever the genre is, I'm into it. Like, yeah. a few others on my list are like right unprocessed. Yeah. yeah, unprocessed is there. Yeah. Uh, one that hasn't been mentioned yet is there, but it's in my top 10. Like, it's just kind of like a new fusion genre, and I'm like right up there with it. Totally. <laughs> right up there with it. Yeah. Anything in my mind that can make like, hard rock and metal more accessible to people and make people realize that, you know, it's not just pig squeals and chuggy <laughs> guitars all the time is it, yeah. super cool for, uh, with me. So like this album, it's like some of it sounded like super industrial, like chuggy metal. And then all of a sudden you have like a feature from a pop singer and it's like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. So, yeah. In a good way. And then um, what was the song they just did with Steve Vai? Which I didn't really like, to be honest. I liked it. I think it was fun. I don't know. Not a huge Steve guy by like my myself, but again, we talk about Steve the Vi Steve Vai guy. guy. Uh, <laughs> I think they talk about like the influence they have on guitar playing and like just having Steve Vai feature in one of their songs. I think is a really good nod. The passing of the torch, mm-hmm. some would say. Good move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but really cool. Number ten for me is uh, Alexis on Fire, Otherness, and so even there talking with Adam. When I first heard the album, I was like on the fence. I didn't know what to feel, but I was telling Kyle earlier, I saw Alexis on Fire at the Stampede this year on the Coke stage, and it was a hell of a time. And it was like, I don't know, the crowd that I was with, it was so cool to be with people who 
everyone had been listening to this band for so long and um they put on an insane show and it had a hell of a time and uh going back now to that album it just uh shines a lot more for me so yeah really great to see that they're still making sick music um and uh just a hell of a lot of respect for those guys really great show as well they still got it dallas green still got it yep if we were doing top 10 songs of the year two songs from that album would be in there oh wow me all right (laughs) (laughs) yes uh this next one i love that i have it this high (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just to be a shit disturber. Uh, I know I introduced Kyle, you I introduced you to one of your favorite albums of the year and one of your least favorite, if not your least favorite albums of the year. <laughs> uh, so highs and lows. Uh, number nine, Cave World by Viagra Boys. And I still think it's one of the best Gross. band names of all time. Love it. I don't know. I just I, I haven't, I haven't heard something is <laughs> something about this type of like weird eclectic post punk, and they like throw a saxophone, and it's like not even a good sounding saxophone. It's just wailing <laughs> on the saxophone. <laughs> it's a shit saxophone. And he he doesn't really it's have a shit. good. He doesn't really have a good singing voice. It's like he sounds like he smokes two packs of cigarettes a day and just wails. Well, he's not, not really selling the album. Either. He's like yelling, and I love it. And then every once in a while, he just throws in this weird noise, like, <laughs> <laughs> and like you'll listen to it, and it's like, oh wow, that actually is what he does. Oh, I so just I love bad it. saxophone, and, shitty voice, and <laughs> oh, trust me, it works. Okay, it's like I a bunch of shit out. coming together to make a diamond. No. All right, it's wonderful. Mm. And the fact that uh, he takes shots at some counterculture folks, I'm just going to put it that way, makes it all the much better for me. I'll take a dive. There you go. Have for, fun by yourself at their concert. Uh, I'm not going. Their tickets were like $150. Good Just God. for clarity's sake, uh, this would be the worst album of the year for me that, <laughs> that Nick introduced. Uh, yeah, I had a feeling. Top 500. Yeah, I had a, I had a yeah. feeling because I remember I... I I put this in and then you guys reviewed it on a podcast and I think you gave it like three zeros in categories. <laughs> <laughs> it is my ninth favorite. It's almost impressive. Yeah, yeah okay. it, it actually is. I'm actually kind of proud that I introduced you to your high and your one of your highs and one of your lows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh boy. Never know what you're going to get with me. Uh, kind of like Viagra. Yeah, exactly. Never know what you're going to get. You kind of know. <laughs> Unless you're taking it by yourself, yeah. <laughs> or you put it in your bum bum. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. Uh, moving on from that, um, this, <laughs> oh, we just this, lost all the listeners. This person yeah. is also weird, but not weird like the Viagra Boys. Um, my number nine is Devin Townsend with Super the album weird. Light Work. I do. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what to. This was pretty recent, wasn't it? Yeah, November, October twenty November. Um, it, this album is just. I, I don't know. Back to back now. Uh, I was telling Kyle on the other on our latest podcast, but his uh, uh, Empath album was my album of the year in twenty nineteen. 
and he's just uh i don't know he's very polarizing right now yeah Yeah. it depends on who you talk to right but yeah something something with him just uh hits me in the right places and he's been doing it for a long time yeah a long time so that's it devin townsend light work Um, my number nine it's funny nick that you mentioned your high, my high and my low for for the year from you this is uh i don't know this album just really struck with me i i think this is my most listened to album this year and that's uh orville peck with the album bronco yep i thought this would be higher to be honest i thought this was going to be your number one kyle oh no it's not my number one but huh. it, uh, I think it was like it, number two or something like that. At the it was last his time number one in the top twenty-five albums yeah, okay. so far. Yeah, it was up. That there. was early in the year, though. That was like, did we do that midsummer? Do we did that in the? I don't know. We did that I think it was in the summer, in July. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, yeah, it, it went to number nine for me, and um, the only reason being is I kind of compared it to some more albums, and I kind of got rid of that recency bias. But yeah. I don't know, like the way this guy sings, the way he writes music is just incredible. What genre is this? It's like Elvis country. country. Twain <laughs> Elvis Western country? style country. Yeah. Honestly, right. though, like it sounds like Elvis that. playing country. It's kind of like Ray Orbison as well. Like he's got some of that kind of vibe to him as well. Like Western kind of twangy country. Hell yeah. Yeah. Orville Redenbacher. It's like, it's like he's, the spaghetti he's a, Western of music. Yeah. Um, he's, he's like a, um, an immigrant from South Africa. Yeah, and he's raised in Vancouver slash Alberta. Yeah, sounds like he's got a lot of stories to tell. He He wears a fringed mask as well. He made me fall in Lafayette, fall in love with Lafayette. So yeah, that's how good his songs are. Yeah, that's a great song. Lafayette, like the historical figure. I don't know. I don't know who she is, but like, sorry, the way he sings about her. (laughs) All right. Boy, uh, what are we? We'll number nine. Marvel pack later, I'm sure. Yes, you will. <sighs> number nine. Call me a basic bitch, but fit for a king. The hell we create. I've only like gotten into fit for a king recently, and I always kind of looked down on them because they were just kind of basic to me. But man, I don't know. They. It's one of those albums that like the lyrical content isn't that great. Nothing they do is super special, but all the songs that they have on that album are super catchy, and they just. They have a formula that works. So, yeah, I love. I, I'm, I'm, I'm especially lately. I've been loving this album. So they stepped it up for this album. Yeah, though. for sure. His Ryan Kirby's vocals. I don't know what he did during quarantine, right? But he's his vocals are like far and above better than they used for to sure. be. For sure, and I think he's also. Um, there's a like a lot of people are talking about his vocals, and I think yeah. he's earned a lot of respect in the genre. So good job. Um, my number eight, uh, post profit, the album, when you think it's right, it's always wrong. Oh, uh, I don't think there's like anything necessarily about this album that you would say it's like technically better than anything else. Like the guitars aren't like something that'll blow you away. The vocals aren't something that'll blow you away, but it's just, everything's just good. It's very catchy. And outside of another one that I'm going to mention later, it's probably my most listened to album this year. Cool. Hmm. So I think it just fell to eight purely because the albums ahead of it were uh, artistically better, in my opinion. There you go. 
uh, my number eight uh, very much surprised me that it made it this high. Surprised me because I'm not typically a huge fan of this band. Uh, and that is Norma Jean hmm. with their album Death Rattle Sing For Me. Wow. Yeah, it's a good album. Just now realizing I forgot to rank that album because I did like it. It wouldn't have made it very high, but yeah, 60 range or something like that. But Another one of those bands good. that have earned their stripes sure still are kicking and killing it you know yeah there's just some such cool songs on this record that really just hit me hard love it kind of love the album title too i don't know what it means but i like it (laughs) that's it nice cracked your top 10 yeah uh number eight for me is the album will of the people by muse as we've discussed already it's just a fantastic album by them it's i think it's one of the best Mm -hmm. it's one of the uh, i couldn't say that other albums at the time that i listened to them would have made it into my top 100 at the time they might now but if they were released now but this album like hit at the perfect time and hell yeah and right like right within like my evolving tastes and yeah Yeah, i remember listening number eight spot as the singles came out and i was like hoping that the album would would hold up to how good the singles were and it did and i'm yeah mm-hmm. i think i listened to that straight for like two weeks really good I get stuff. why people like muse i really do but there's just something about that weird inhale that he does in between long <laughs> notes yeah i just it's like nails on a chalkboard for me yeah. i can't listen to muse because of it that's fair i think hmm. that you're not alone in that as well did you say inhale yeah, he does like, this weird like, like that sharp breathes? inhale. Well, like, yeah, I get it. But like, he'll have like long notes, and it's just this really sharp inhale, and it's. I know you're talking like about. Nails on a chalk- yeah, it's nails on a chalkboard for me. Can't do it. I don't think I've ever heard that. But I'll, I can. I'll listen. Listen to the breathing. Yeah, but I swear to God, Nick, if you ruin Muse for me, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like Viagra Boys all over again. It's okay. He told me about it. A while ago, Colin, he didn't ruin Muse for me. So yeah, okay, okay, cool. That's my only issue with them, actually. Other than that, like, I like their music. I just can't listen to it for a long period of time because it just drives me up a wall. Oh. Yeah, screw people breathing. Yes, stop, bre- stop breathing. All right, breathing just, just sing, just sing. Don't <laughs> breathe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ultra Bridge number eight. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's high. Yeah, it's hype because I, I don't know. Alter Bridge is one of those bands. Uh, this album, I'm I'm stoked about the show coming up. Um, they have brought it back. They gel the album. The whole album gels really, really well. And uh, I just they're they're just like one of the most accessible bands to me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like everyone that I talk to likes them. Everyone that I talk to. Um, can jam out to them and uh, i'm just really really stoked about finally getting the opportunity to see them so uh yeah great great accessible music and uh overall just good shit mark tremonti as well i don't like mark tremonti's solo stuff i'll be truly honest i think adam and kyle you guys always liked it a lot more than i did but he's got to be in my top 10 guitar players in terms of influence over the last 20 years oh yeah easily yeah so good shit yeah uh number seven for me this this album is kind of a weird one for me in my top 10 because like it made it in because it's very good but i only listened to it twice all year long oh 
So saying that out loud doesn't make a ton of sense, but it deserves to be here. Is uh, Ibaraki with Rashomon. Fuck yeah. Great, great album. Fantastic. Just I don't think it's the most like repeatable album of all time. True. That's fair. There's a lot to unpack with that album. For yeah. Sure. Um, number seven. I'm a little surprised we haven't uh, brought this person up yet, but uh, I'm sure we will a little bit later. And that is Michael Romeo. Oh yeah, Give with his album, <laughs> this album War of the Worlds <laughs> Part Two. Um, there's one reason and one reason only this album didn't make it higher for me, is I f- I felt the album as a whole very good obviously um after a while though it grew stale on me really yeah see to me it's in terms of the albums of the year it's one of the highest on the repeatability factor Hmm. because uh i think i know what you're where where your head's going with that um but the album itself i mean you've got a lot of diversity it, you do. It's a lot of his solos. A lot of his solos. I guess that's up to. I mean, are, I'm like a Romeo guy. I love. It's just. It's amazing listening to what the guy can do. Yeah. Um. And to me, it, it blows me away. They but, all just kind of started to sound very, very similar. To me, same scales, same keys. We can talk more about. That. And like, even though they were incredibly like technical and really interesting to listen to. They just kind of like. I mean, what you have to what you have to bear in mind is, if you're comparing to a guy like John Petrucci, who he's Michael Romeo isn't a virtuoso, right? But in terms of Ooh, his field, well, I would put him in. No, that no, status. I'm serious. I'm serious. In terms of his field, he's the best at what he does. When you talk about neoclassical guitar playing, um, he's the best I think around right now. I think he's better than Ingvar Malmsteen. I think he's in the last 20, 30 years, he's made the biggest impact. But you look at songs like. Um, hybrids versus machine mensch versus uh, metamorphosis versus the closing track brave new worlds and you've got like blues you've got classical um yeah there's not a there's a lot of similarity in his classical shredding but i think that's just who he is I think every guitar player has their style to mm-hmm. kind of sit in. Like you could, you could analyze like protest the hero guitars. And yeah. Say they're doing all the same. And it is his, it is his album. Yeah. <laughs> but also true. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It did make me that much more excited for a symphony X album. That's so. I was going to make that comment. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number seven is a, a legion with, Damnum, and for Man, all the aforementioned, way higher than I thought too for you. Yeah, I'm. I dig these kind of like fusion, like new ideas on on metal. I like. I just. I'm. I'm into it. I. I like change in that sense, and I like when th- people keep things interesting. And I think Legion does a really good job of that. I like really like their last album too, um, from 2020, I believe. And, uh, yeah, they. They're, yeah, they're amazing. They're doing good. Work. I think they did a really good job of like changing the pace in this album, like mm-hmm. what you're saying. Like, Definitely. you get something that's super heavy, and you kind of satiate that want for like full on hardcore death metal, and then all of a sudden they just threw something completely different at you. It's yeah. really melodic, 
Like yeah. like I said earlier, it had the mandolin in it at one point. I was like, what the hell? Where did this come from? That's awesome. But it worked. Yeah. <laughs> what was the band that used the deer skull? <laughs> what? Um, oh, um... um the progressive oh, metal band, yeah, um, Egalock. Egalock, that's right. Yeah. I just I think of that every time. I haven't I heard of that band in a while. Check it out; they're awesome. They're really good. Shout out to. I think I've ever I've heard of them. I've Craig. never listened to them. <laughs> Shout out to former bass player Craig. Yeah, that album though, the Gray. <laughs> yeah. That might that might be in my like top twenty five favorite albums of all time. It's real good. Holy crap. Anyway. Um, number seven for me, we've already talked about it enough though, but is Muse, Will of the People. <clears throat> Muse, sorry, Will of the People. So good. I see his cat butthole right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is a great album. Love the band. And actually, that's one of the bands that I haven't seen live yet. And Adam, you've <sighs> said that it's one of the best shows. So yeah, the next opportunity I get to see them, I'll be jumping into that. Yeah, like I'm just going to go listen to this album purely because. You're all talking about how good it is and just try to ignore his weird inhales <laughs> and hope I can get through it. You might have ruined it for all of us, but yeah, well, I'll have to listen on the way home and see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number six, uh, Shadow of Intent with the album Elegy. Mm-hmm. The last three songs of this album are a death metal masterclass, which is technically one song. Y- yes. I like that they split it up because it's got very distinct sounds to each one of them. They flow into each other nicely, but like uh, the second part of it, holy book. What a good song. Probably the best song of the year, in my opinion. Hmm. So It's up there. Yeah, it's fantastic. So And the instrumental version of it is... Yeah, they seem to do instrumental good. versions of all of their albums, I'm noticing. And they're very, very good. Like I yeah. don't typically like instrumental death metal, but hmm. it works. It works. Uh, my number six, um, another album that um, got pushed up very high after seeing them live, which I don't know if I should take that into account, but I am because of how good these songs sounded live. Trust and that is God, Thornhill. Oh yeah, with the album wow. heroin. Yeah, the, the album itself this I being would this not high. have made. But I, uh, you said they stole the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they and were the competing best there against for sure. what was it? Era they were with and Era, Invent, oh, Animate, and oh yeah, that's right. Alpha Wolf. Alpha Wolf. Oh, that's an insane lineup. It was very good, but yeah, they um, they stole the show. Um, I mean, yeah, they mainly Maybe. stole the show because whoever was mixing Era decided, hey. You don't need to hear Jesse Cash play guitar, which is like, which is the main reason. That's why you go to yeah. see <laughs> to watch Era, basically. <laughs> um, so that was disappointing. Yeah, they were just they were awesome. Um, a huge departure from their first album, but again, it just it just worked. It just clicked with me. Um, it's, pretty, it's higher up than I would have thought. Our, I didn't even. Yeah, yeah. yeah if I recall I think, correctly, you didn't like this when you first heard it. You were like very different. Meh. Uh, yeah uh i think what what helped with it too is when i got the when i got the vinyl and looked through the packaging i re- also realized that this is a uh this is a like a full-on concept album and it was r- like written in a play format um 
Mm. And it tells this whole story of this person that's very interesting that gave me just a whole new appreciation for it as well. Fair enough. Yeah. Did not there know you go. Colo? Six. Uh, my number six is uh, Persephone with the album Metanoia. Meto, metanoia. Metanoia. <laughs> meta. Met, meta. Metanoia. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have much to say about this. Persephone always hits. They're always doing cool stuff. The vocals are just incredible. You revisit this album. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I can't say I've listened to it a lot um, in recent days, but at the beginning of the year, I was listening to it almost on repeat. And uh, yeah, it's think my second highest or third highest scoring album of the year so hmm. there you go Persephone. number six for, mm. six for me is uh, also good beer <laughs> yes they are number six is uh ibaraki holy shit the drums on uh, that album is alex Shaman. bent the best metal drummer alive right now i don't know man it was that was like what stood out to me more than anything, but fuck, it seems like anything Matt Heafy touches these days just turns the gold. So, yeah, good shit, really good album. And the maybe the most unexpected vocal feature ever, and uh, with uh, Gerard Butler from My Chemical Romance mm-hmm. and his vocals yeah. in that song. Like, just where does that come from? Yeah. Also, My Chemical Romance, make a metal album, please. Yeah, that oh, surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> Like, or just make another black parade. I'd be happy with that too. Call it the red parade. Wow. <laughs> Communist. <laughs> uh, number five uh, the album Void from Haunted Shores. That's nice. high for an instrumental I, album. I love this album. Respect. Absolutely love it. I. I got nothing else to say. There's nothing about this album that I don't love. Yeah. Once again, uh, kind of like Rivers of Nile, they use saxophone, and I think it's the either the second to last or the last song of the album mm-hmm. as like a change of pace, and then it gets really high speed after that, and it's just so eclectic, but it works perfectly. Yeah. I still haven't listened to a single uh, pers- Who's the album or the band? Periphery. There we go. Periphery. I still haven't listened to Periphery. Oh, dude. You haven't listened to them? Not a single album. Oh, my God. It's one of those bands. been harassing Before you jump in and just like randomly listen, you got to have a curated list of like. Yeah. What is it? Periphery 2 that you've been telling me to listen to? Periphery 2 is so good. 2, 3, a a juggernaut. I mean, to be honest with you, Alpha and Omega, that album is. And I'm, I mean this in a hundred percent. Yeah, authenticity. I, if you were to tell me, ask me the top five albums of the last twenty years, it would, it would, it would be there for sure. It's. I think Adam has gone through all the stages easily. of grief with me in terms of not listening to Periphery. Uh, like I don't even want to open ex- this can acceptance of worms. at this point. But that yeah, album itself is so. <laughs> He's like, have I have to move on. It's so good. <laughs> I think Stranger so Things good. might be one of the best songs written in the last twenty years itself. But that's I don't just, have any reason either. I just haven't. Oh, God. 
We'll break. It's like I haven't seen Top Gun for the same reason. I just haven't. Oh, so good. (laughs) That's one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, it's so good. No, I haven't seen any Top Gun. Not original. I've seen it three times. It's unreal. It's actually insane. I'm with you on that one, Kyle. I'm just, eh. Yeah, I just never have. (laughs) Shit, Alex, take your guy out on a date and go watch Top Gun. Top Gun. In, oh, I guess it's it's coming back to theaters actually. Yeah, she, yeah. Some theaters. Yeah, it's coming back. back to theaters for Christmas because it's so good. It's that good. Yeah. The legs <laughs> on the thing. Anyways, so are we saying that Periphery is like Top Gun? <laughs> yes. Yes. Spencer Satello is Tom Cruise. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Are we on number five? Whose turn is it? Did you do number five, Nick? I just, yeah. Uh, haunted Shores. Right. I forget that they're in the same room. So when Adam like points, points and, like looks up. <laughs> I keep thinking Adam's in just in the wilderness. He's in Sweden. <laughs> I look like sh- one of those people that's on a, a crime documentary that you can't yeah. see their, <laughs> yeah. their voices. Your voices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, um, you even had the blurred backgrounds too. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows where I am. <laughs> This might not be a Christmas tree. Who knows? Yeah. It's a penis. <laughs> yes. It's a giant penis. Anyways, number five, Adam. <laughs> Ibaraki. Ooh, nice. Oh, man, it's closer Rashomon. than I thought in terms of... Uh... This actually surprises me because I thought it was going to be top two or three for you. Spencer uh, hit it on the head when he said go like he was basing a lot of albums off of how they... F- like the feeling and the impact they gave you. I think... This album is maybe the probably the best written, maybe the most well done album of the year. But there's a lot of good albums this year. Yeah, outside of like the first week of hearing it and listening to it like a few times, only gone back to it once. Yeah, Nick, you're right. Just repeatability isn't there. It's not like a there's not a specific song I go back to, but I just remember being blown away by the album. Like yeah, uh, like anyone who appreciates like metal at all or Matt Heafy like it's fantastic but it's yeah. just you can't really listen to it on like even a monthly basis for me at least that's fair like I think I've yeah. listened to it maybe all the way front to back twice I've listened to it monthly <laughs> Ooh. all right spoilers spoilers all right Kyle five uh We're yeah just into as the a, meat of it yeah this top five is I could flip it around again and still be happy with the order. Like it's yeah, just yeah. It's these top five top. So with that out of the way, uh, my number five is Charlie Griffiths with Tiktalika. Tiktalika. Nice. Yeah. Um, as we've mentioned, like this, this is not the first time we're hearing about this album, but uh, really cool uh, guitar lines. I love to hear his influence with Haken actually. It's nice to hear where he can kind of get their sound and, and Charlie Griffiths kind of going on in his own direction. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just a really great piece of art, uh, different, different styles of metal on it and uh, really cool grooves yep. and like time signatures and approaches to voicings. And like, it's just a very, like very interesting things. album to listen to. Hell also, yeah. Haken just freaking announced that album already. Like, for frick sakes. That'll be a big one for, I'm, I'm sure there'll be a lot of conversation for that in 2023. That band is at the peak of their game right now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Number five for me 
uh, is actually Monuments in Stasis. I'm surprised it wasn't higher for you, Adam, but um, God, that album's so good. I love Monuments a lot. And uh, when, what's his name? Ollie Steele, I think is his name. The like guitar player, one of the guitar players left the band a couple years ago. I thought they were going to be downhill because that he was one of the main reasons I listened to Monuments and love Monuments. Um, but God damn, if that album isn't so fucking good. Cardinal Red is a fantastic Cardinal song. Cardinal Red is so good. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I just, I was just super impressed by the fact that they're still kicking it the way they are. And uh, through and through, I think that that album in like the community itself is just extremely highly regarded and it'll be criminal if I didn't mention them. So yeah, great album. Um, super, super stoked that they're still doing what they're doing best. Yep. Uh, yeah, a repeat here. Number four, in stasis, mm -hmm. monuments, oh. fucking rights. Yeah, like I've listened to it on a very regular basis. Probably not front to back. I will say that the back half of the album I haven't listened to nearly as much, uh, and I think that's primarily just because my two favorite songs are Cardinal Red and Opiate. Oh yeah, but mm -hmm. what can you say about Andy Sizdik? He's wildly talented. Sexual. <laughs> you just released a a live uh um like sing through of opiate and it's just insane like, like the cardinal only. red one you sent me yeah yeah Frick. so sad. that was the first time when you sent that to me like i already liked the album but when i saw what he does it's it almost uh, it doesn't compute no and also then see, meeting him in person he's he's a small boy he's a small boy and he's just <laughs> and a little noises nerd. like that and noises like that just yeah don't expect them Small boy. I think he's perpetually high as well. Yeah, he looks like it. He's a squinter. Sure. He's just like the whole time. He's like, <laughs> oh, hey yeah. guys, what's up? Come take a picture with me. <laughs> and then he was like, new term and a track next week. And I said, cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you later. Yeah. Who was the, uh, the, what was the name of the band member that was also in the photo and his interesting pose as well? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what his name is, but it's the dreadlock guy. Yeah. The dreadlock guitar player. Oh, yeah. The, like weird crouched over. <laughs> yes, precisely. Yeah. Listeners can definitely see what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, my number four is. Nice. <laughs> 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 I knew, um, I knew that'd be popping up somewhere for you. I'm actually course. surprised it's this high, but yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You've heard me talk about this band over and over and over again on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, yeah, I was a little nervous going into the album. This is Pain Remains, obviously, by Lauren Shore. Uh, I was a little nervous going into the album just because I one just wanted it to be good but i was nervous as to how like their sound and like their songs like and the, and it being pretty long would mesh into like a full album kind yeah. of experience um but there was more than enough breaks more than enough kind of like little interludes to help kind of break up the album and also was pleasantly surprised that like the like the singles were not at all the best songs in the album mm -hmm. 
in my opinion. Um, yeah, and I mean, say what you want about them, about like the kind of like the comedic factor of them and how they're blowing up the scene right now, but just the fact that a band like this is getting the recognition they are just means that yeah. metal music in general is getting on the map, and I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. In one way or another, it's happening. Like the fan, the the fact that a band like this is headlining a stage at Lollapalooza is absolute insanity. It's hilarious. Has never happened before. It's funny. It's that's what I mean. It's and, comedic. And, it's, uh, like, <laughs> it's actually hilarious. <laughs> and they were what number fifty six on the Billboard Top two hundred. Like that's unheard of for this genre. That's insane. Yeah. No. If you look at their Spotify plays, plays, it's. Let me just look this up really quickly for the stats. Um, was it like 170 million? Well, no, no. To, it, to the Hellfire has 26 million plays, which is no, but like they're crazy for. But their Spotify wasn't it like they, because like people post the, like all their streams. Oh, oh, for there was like uh, there's like 170 yeah, million for this year, kind of probably. Thing. But just the fact that to the Hellfire is 26 million plays is that's like insane insanity. Yeah, on it's Spotify not, alone, it's not like accessible. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like whatever reason you listened to before, I'm all for it. But it's just hilarious and awesome. There's there's both. Like you you see the reactions on YouTube, and it's like there's people that are listening to this specifically to be like to hear the the pig growls, and specifically because sh- it's like yeah, let's see <laughs> just how heavy like, they actually are. And then I show this to people just to see their face, and I love yeah. every second of it. It's just a wild ride, and that's probably the majority of it. But there's obviously people out there like they are still just making good music at the yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. So they deserve it. And my clear vinyl does exist. It's real. Pictures or it didn't happen. <laughs> I showed you on the Zoom. <laughs> I know, but I didn't see it. I could see right through it. <laughs> <laughs> this was this this boy's like was flirting with number one. By the way, easily flirting with number one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Does number two know about it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Number God, two number said, four. Nah. My number four. Uh, this one I actually. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it's actually been mentioned yet, which was a surprise for me. This is the band The Deer Hunter with yes. the album Antimai. Oh my god. I'll have more to say about this, but fuck yeah, I'm ever with you there. Yeah, this album yes, is... Spencer loves The Deer Hunter. Oh, they're so good! Well, okay, so the album just before this one was god fucking awful. Oh, you think? Yeah, oh my god, it was one... horrendous. The Invisible, <sighs> Stupid, whatever the F. Yeah. I mean, my favorite album is Act 3, Life and Death perfect but so I, I don't know anything about the deer hunter but the first album we listened to or i listened to was the one just funny was... coming from a deer hunter <laughs> oh well, you're talking no, about I the indigo D-E-E-R. child you're talking about the indigo child yeah. yeah oh yeah that album is like it sounds it's like experimental yeah i don't you're i'm with you there it's weird i don't you can't really listen to it yeah i don't know what the, what the hell they were doing but stupid, seriously man, if you haven't listened before um seriously after this listen to the color spectrum Okay. Um, it's a, an accumulation of each color in the rainbow, basically. Oh yeah, an EP. I don't know what I about. yeah, and then uh, all the acts ones through five are incredible as well, and it's like yeah. one massive concept album. So, I have a few songs I have to show you, but dude, 
This band is fucking off the rails. They're so good. Yeah, this one was a, a very heavy contender for number one for this year for me. It's it's probably like right up there with the top albums I've listened to. And it's like the reason I like it is it's so accessible, like Polyphia, like mm-hmm. it's right in there with Polyphia. I kind of alluded to it earlier. They take that fusion of different styles of music. Yeah. That's what they think. Deer Hunter, they're like every album you listen to is a different sound. Cool. And they are like, they're known for their flexibility with instruments. Like the amount of instruments you're going to hear that you think these guys have been playing these instruments for their entire life. They probably have, but the, like the variety that they provide in all their albums is unbelievable and they pull it off so well. Um, but yeah, you're, you're accessibility, but also experimental components yeah. of the album space funk yeah. and jazz, like <laughs> progressive. So good. Love space funk. Yeah, and the way this album is put together too, it just flows so brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Like it just takes you on the journey, and and I think that it's really impressive when artists can do that, and they can like take you with them along their artistic totally. influence. And uh, like sometimes you have to like focus on an album, and be like, oh, that's why they're doing that. I see that, and like I see kind of what they did here. But like this album in particular, I find that like it just draws you in and pulls you along right away. Point of view, yeah, yeah so yeah. good. Uh, number four for me is Soul Works over Geverhatten. Um, I, I think Soul Work is one of those bands that like have been on and off hot and cold with me for so long, and I never ever would have expected that a Soul Work album would actually be in my top five. But they were very experimental with this album, actually, and the fact that they're still doing what they're doing is really really cool to me. So yeah, I think this album was super super good, and I didn't expect it at the time, but I, this is probably my most revisit one of my most revisited albums of the year um which just never gets old so yeah huge props yeah i love this album so good totally caught me off guard right too. this is like the third time i've said this but like i forgot to rank this album soil work yeah oh, man. this would have 100 might been in my top like 30 super good i'm like looking at it i'm like where the hell did i put it nowhere <laughs> In your heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just do a hot take and put it there in the go. top three. Yeah, just switch your list like Kyle. <laughs> uh, my top three is pretty untouchable. Yeah. So no. So what is your three? Speaking of. Uh speaking number of three. Uh Shrine from Bleed from Within. Oh, so good. I th- this is another band. Like, wall. I, I like them, but I've never like gotten super into them. And then this album came out and like, uh, what is it? I am damnation was the first single they released. Yeah. I was like, this is good. It's not like great, but album as a whole is holy shit balls. Yeah. I'm with you this there. I didn't get this band until this year and I'm like just blown away. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic album. Yeah. Not a single song. It, it doesn't miss. We'll yeah. keep talking about it. Cause it is also my number three. Wow. Um, no, I was like, oh my god, no, <laughs> yeah, it's just like it I'm surprised. Make, uh, I thought by putting it at number 16 that I was like in the I was like the odd man out having my top 20. No, I, I, I thought everyone would have this in their top 10 for sure. Uh, top Apple eight. Music told me that I listened to I Am Damnation 133 times this year, casual <laughs> because <laughs> every single time I needed like just something to pump me up, yeah, was the first song I put on, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know what else to say. It's literally perfect. There's not a single bad song on it. That's your number three as well, hey? Yeah. 
Hold on. My number three is the aforementioned Ibaraki with the album Rashomon. Yeah. Well deserved. Well deserved. Yeah. Did you just... Uh, un- unlike you guys, I-, I did listen to this a lot, and I could say that I listened to it monthly. Um, I just the really... drums, think- man. The drums and, like, the... Again, the, the way he's taken the genre and, and made it accessible, I actually might have to give Mahifi credit for opening my eyes up to some of these other like black and death metal bands that made it into my top 100 is because I kind of got a better mm. feel for what their intention was. Yeah, and the respect I have for Matt, he- I can't remember. I- Side note, preface, I, I do like Trivium. Some people don't. Some- <laughs> <laughs> the one Ooh. thing I remember I, I read online if- <laughs> never heard of I read online that people uh, keep saying is that the Trivium is like the Olive Garden of bands, of <laughs> metalcore bands. <laughs> but regardless, Matt Heafy can take anything, and it seems like any project he works on, just fucking, he nails it like across genres. So, yeah, yeah I just yeah. have so much respect for him. Totally. Yeah. Tri- Trivium did not put out an album this year, and they were my most listened to artist of the year. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm so I don't know how. That. For me, dragon. it was the free soup and salad. Yeah, exactly. The breadsticks. All of Garden and Metalcore. So funny. Uh, number three for me. Okay, I'll preface this as well. The top three albums for me were like clear top threes. Um, definitely the top threes. I have a lot to say about them, but I'll try to stay contained. Number three for me was Ghost and Para. And mm. I never loved ghost before this but i fell right in love with that band i think that this album is absolutely incredible it scratches so many itches and you talk about a band that just knows what they're doing and has found their niche and their groove oh god this album is i mean it was the same for me like i I didn't care for them prior to this album like i not that i dislike them it was Mm -hmm. just like eh. exactly but uh, something stuck this album is awesome and like I hear a few singles and I fell in love with it and I was like, all right, maybe the album's just whatever. But like you go back to it and like I there's some really experimental shit that they do on that album, but uh, there's like five songs that I think are absolute masterpieces just off the album. And yeah, yeah. I have nothing but good things to say. So yeah, huge album for me this year. <laughs> I've heard they're one of the best live bands out there right now, too. I can imagine. I'll have to see them. I know they announced that huge ass tour and they're not coming anywhere near Vancouver, Seattle, or Calgary. Stupid. I haven't heard Stupid. any bands doing ass tours in the last little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, number two. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, unfortunately two, for us, yeah. the Viagra Boys, Vancouver. <laughs> Vancouver is a terrible metal city, like it's in terms awful. of concerts. God, it's like so almost sad. no one comes here. No, and when they do, it's like a 100 cap room. Yeah, or it's like a Tuesday night. It's like, what the flying fuck? Uh, yes, so anyways, dumb. two. Deuce. Uh, <laughs> for an autopsy. Nice. Uh, with O with future holds. And this one is like Ooh. one and two. Like my top three were like, once again, like we've all kind of said, my top three were far and away higher than everything else this year. Um. I think this one only finished number two because my number one was by far my most listened to album by a long shot. Yeah, I, I've like this album is the first time I've listened to uh, Fit for an Autopsy, and 
I've fallen like completely in love with this band. Probably one of my favorite bands now. So, yep. good stuff. Well, what the future holds. Yep. Uh, my number two. Un- uh, unlike you, unlike you and Spencer, actually, my top three weren't a clear cut top three, not for a while anyway. Um, yeah, this number two. Um, when I went back to it again, just like this past couple weeks, just made me realize once again how incredible I thought it was. Um, and it's a brand new band for me, and that is Pride Lands. Hmm. Wow. With light light bends at number two. I'm I'm not surprised by this actually at all because like I feel like when I was still working with you, I'd come in the kitchen, and every time I would come in the kitchen, at some point, this album, a song from this album, would come on. Um, yeah, I mean, this is their, I think their first album anyway, but just like, holy shit for a first album, keep it going. Wow. I don't have much else to say about that, except if you haven't heard the song, the walls, go listen to it right now. What's it about? Probably the song of the year for me in my, to be honest. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Pride Lens, number two. Australia. Australia. They came uh, from a land down under. <laughs> My number two, right out of Canada, is uh, a recent addition, but it went very high on my list very quickly. That is Devin Townsend with the album Lightwork. Uh, we we were talking about it on the last episode adam and i but like this guy's just an alien like his Mm -hmm. songwriting and his Mm -hmm. instrumental abilities and the way that he can layer so much together yet make it all still like audible and fit the song is just his longevity too is just like he just still he he keeps doing it doing it after 20 years he's been doing it for a long doing it over (laughs) and over again (laughs) he's been doesn't it he found doesn't it uh yeah like this guy is just incredible and and um uh empath was an incredible when it came out and um <clears throat> this one like i say it's just i don't know it's unparamounted i think that this album is a well i said it before my top five could have been interchanged and i wouldn't have felt bad about any of it so the number two is deserved but yeah it, it went stacked up against everything else like it's just everything's just so good in this top five so good stuff well yeah. deserved yeah uh, number two for me is the Deer Hunter Antimai. Nice. Um, yeah, I've said enough. This band's timeless. They're incredible. One of the most talented group of individuals I've ever had the pleasure of listening to. But and Antimai, they just knocked it out of the park. Awesome concept album. Awesome progressive band. So much variety. They're experimenting with new sounds and new genres, and they somehow sound like they've been doing this for years. And uh, I think it's just perfect. From start to finish, incredible album. Nice. I need to go back to this one. You really this one didn't even make really my top do. 100. I don't understand. You're, you're done. That's why I was amazed I hadn't been talked about yeah. yet. Like I knew it was going to be up up with in the top 10 with me with first Spencer, but yeah, I hadn't even mentioned yet. Uh, yeah, you should go back to it. It's so good. I will. Are we on to uh, yeah. the big old number ones? numero uno uh unsurprisingly for me uh orville peck 
Bronco. This he is wearing right the shirt. Up at number one. I, yeah, I am wearing. You can't see it because he's in criminal um, mode. Blurred. Yeah. Yep. Some would call me a peckerhead. He's in Dateline <laughs> NBC. Uh, yeah, this album. Like, I'm not a huge country fan, especially like pop country and stuff like that. Uh, this guy can't miss. Like everything he puts out is is fantastic. Um. I thought I listened to this a lot. I apparently listened to it even more than I thought I did because in my Spotify wrapped, it told me that uh, I listened to Orville Peck for three total days during the year, which is a lot of Orville Peck. That's worth it. Yeah, and I I think I I loved all of his music so much, and then I saw him live at the Mm P&E for a Pride event, and it just made me enjoy him all the much more because he sounds exactly the same live as he does on his albums. Um, Amazing. Nice. And like you said, Lafayette, fantastic song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like that opening track on Bronco too. Um, where did Spencer go? Cause we're getting into our number ones and he needs to be here. He's right here. What a poopy boy. Uh, just to catch you up, Spencer. Um, yeah, sorry, that lucky flew right through me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll happen. Nope. Uh, Nick announced his number one as Orville Peck. Wow. Yeah. I got to check this out. That's, yeah. uh, that's high talk. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Like yeah. the, the whole album front to back is great. I mean, there are a couple songs in there that like I don't like as much as others, but it's just like, I'm not even sure I'd say they're bad songs. Like they're still amazing songs. Yeah, exactly. Songs. It's just their preference, kind of right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, today. and the, I, I think it's uh, any turn. I'm not correct. Is the song where he throws? I didn't even know this was a thing in country, but you throw as many words as you can into a song in the shortest amount of time possible, and it's Sorry. like it's very high energy for a country song. It's very cool. It sounds badass. Yeah. I can't wait. Definitely recommend it. Even if you're not a country fan. Like rap God. (laughs) It's a little twang. Yeah. Spencer, listen to Orville Peck and then watch Yellowstone. You'll be right in the mood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Season five. Come on. Do you like season five? I haven't started season five. I'm actually, my mother just started watching it and uh, I'm waiting for her to. uh... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You just showed me me the picture. Yeah, with the oh yeah, with the big black bronco behind him, sexual. Uh, season five is uh, I don't know yet, but I'm saving it. I thought season four was awesome, so I'm very uh, curious to see what, what show you... is that Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Well, I haven't seen any you don't Yellowstone. Wa- Call if anybody watches Yellowstone, it's got to be you. Yeah, of course, it's got to be you. But I, I don't I watch haven't. that show yet either. What's it on? Well, that doesn't surprise me for you. It's on yeah, Prime, no. and the oh. new well, season's not anymore. Paramount Plus now, but it's still on Prime season one to four. Anyways, oh there you oh, go. So I, I can catch up on. Yeah. I can catch up on Prime. You can. Okay, watch it. Yeah. Anyway, Spencer, I'm very curious to hear what you think of season five so far. I'll let you know soon. I'll be watching. Interesting. Okay. So um, now music. Non-musical <laughs> opinion, by the way. Orville Peck, best dressed musician out there. Definitely. Uh, I don't know what's his name from Polyphia. Uh, Tim Henson. <laughs> he's got some sexual. Yeah. Come on, it's got to be he's Harry Styles in his pants. It's either Harry Styles or Orville Peck. The fringed mask? Like, come on. 
Yeah, and the and the leather jacket that's sleeveless, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so a vest. <laughs> yes. No, it's no. a jacket. Mm, okay. <laughs> I forgot the word vest, so thank yeah. you. For, thank you for what is a sleeveless out. jacket. Yeah. What is vest? I love vest. <laughs> um, my number one. one. My number one. Uh, yeah, this one. Uh, this one surprised me. Um, easily my most listened to album of the year. The Devil Wears Prada. Wow. With Color Decay. Um. Yeah, they. This is a band yeah. that has just kept getting better and better and better, in my opinion. Um, like kind of starting from their Space EP to Dark Throne to the next album after that, whatever that was. And then the zombie EP and then the second zombie EP, they just kept, uh, they just kept getting better and better and better. And then this one, in my opinion, just struck every right chord for me. Loved the lyrics, loved how it sounded, loved the guitars. I mean, every, uh, yeah, everything about it, easily the best album of their career. Wow. I see what you're saying. I mean, for me, the fact that the Devil Wars Prada made number 19 for the album is huge. I'm not a big Devil Wars Prada guy, but it was a sweet album. Number one, though, yeah. that surprises me. Yeah. Go listen to it again. You ready? I'm ready. No. My number one is Michael Romeo with War of the Worlds Part 2. My boy. Yeah. Oh, man. This God, album, is you so two good. losers have the same number one again this year. <sighs> it's so good, though. We're, we're bros. <laughs> we are bros. It's uh, so good. Yeah, no, this album. Well, I don't know. If, if yours is the number one, too, do you want to announce that? Yeah, it is number we one. Just talk about it. It is number one for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, this, um, again, like right in on theme for me for like kind of the experimental and use of different techniques and different instruments, like for instance the fucking robots <laughs> song with the dubstep and the metal like that's probably the yeah. best fusion of dubstep metal that i've heard like, oh yeah like and his guitar lines and like the vocals the vocals dude dino jalusek he is awesome yeah like he is a perfect also, metal singer and how does he sound so much like russell allen i don't know i Can thought it was russell allen me? first but me too he might be he, I, I don't know. Like, I think he might be better than Russell Allen, and that says a lot. Oh, I think so. He's yeah. insanely good. Um, yeah, dude, right there with you. From? I don't know, but he's an up and comer. He's young, um, and just the repeatability of this album too. Like, uh, like I said, there's a few songs. Like even the um, just before the dawn, like yeah. the power ballad is so good, just classic. Mm -hmm. um, and the outro, oh my god that yeah and like the, the for me i don't even know like how to the, wrap it up the, the journey of the album is is there like the the concept of it is there yeah the like the feeling of the ebbs and flows of a story is there i like that like the drummer does such a good job about like enhancing the music and it's not like just blasting you in the face all the time totally like it just kind of the mix is so good yeah and the and i like how the drums and the guitars are doing the same thing all the time like, mm -hmm. I don't know, this album is just the production quality is there I, and to me it's like through and through a masterpiece and uh yeah. i don't know if yeah. i told adam this you this kyle but brave new world 
the it's an instrumental outro to the concept album and he rips in halfway through the song with this insane pentatonic bluesy solo yeah um and it's such a breath of fresh air from the classical neoclassical shredding he's been doing throughout the album and it's the first time in an album in probably 10 years where it actually brought a tear to my eye when i heard it and i just like got crazy shivers man i'm telling you this album is off the charts i can't recommend it enough Good, good number I, like one I need to go buddy. listen to this again because <laughs> I ranked it like 107. <sighs> but there's something about it, man. Did not give this a fair chance. This is written through and through. Pay attention to that outro. Pay attention to the song Hybrids, Machine Mesh. Um, all yeah, the I only listened to it one time, so it's it's just perfection. So yeah, uh, and I, I find it's one of those things. If you approach it like knowing it's a concept and knowing it's a story, and you like bring yourself into the moment with it, like it just it takes you there. It sucks you right in. Yeah. It is full of shredding. Like you like have to keep in mind, it, it is you know. a solo album. Well, not solo, but it, it is a solo album or self-titled album for a neoclassical guitar shredder for Symphony X. Like yeah. you got to expect you're going to get your face melted in most songs. Um, but it's just there's a lot of diversity, and he's just so good. I don't know. I think it's an homage to how like his tenure as a guitar player i think so, so. And, and like i'm not as big of a symphony x fan as you guys but like this album yeah just got me right where it needed to be yeah i feel that there you go that wraps it up so adam you need to go back and listen to antimai <laughs> yeah. i need to go it's back a, and listen an, to antimai it's an offense that you, it's not even yeah it's incredible um i don't know nick if you've heard it yet or if you're into that but by agro boys Nope. Nick just needs to listen to Periphery. I need to listen to Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go listen to Viagra Boys and Orville Peck and just okay. see if like Orville Peck and Viagra Boys are going to be a high and low for you like they are for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have know. a feeling they might yeah. be. I'll be we'll open. See. But yeah, listen to the Deer Hunter Antima if you haven't both. both and Nick, but Adam, Kyle needs, to it. And Kyle Watch needs to up. listen to Alexis on Fire again. I'll, I'll give it another I don't know. I feel like that one's polarizing regardless. So give it another shot. But it could be, I don't know if it's yeah. going to change your opinion. Yeah. Some of the best songs of their entire career on that album. In your opinion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> well, it was a good year for music, boys. Yeah. Incredible year for music. And uh, compared to 2021, where are we at? <sighs> it's hard because. I don't know. Like I was on record saying that 2021 was one of the best years of music. Ever it was, and people came existence. back with a vengeance. People had like spent time from the, the shutdown just writing music, and it really showed. And like a lot of frustration and a lot of feeling came out in 2021. And the sheer amount of music that came out in 2021 was insane. This is the way I look at it. 2021 had an absolutely un, like monumental amount of great music that came out. 2022. Has, I don't think that the uh, same amount of music has come out, but the same quality of music has come out. My top ten from twenty twenty one versus my top ten from twenty twenty two are comparably, in, you know, equivalent in terms of quality. So, just yeah. a couple of good years that I'm grateful for. I think that's silver lining of having a global pandemic. Is one of the silver linings is like you have all these people that can't really do something that's a huge part of their career path like touring and stuff like that yeah. so all they really can do is create music just sit and focus Constantly. and write music like yeah. years worth of music has been released 
in one year, one year and a half period. And it's all like it's a lot of emotion based off of that situation going on there. So just created a lot of really cool stuff that we probably wouldn't have otherwise seen or not seen for a while, at least. Yeah. 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 I'd say like, I was just looking back at a quick recap of 2021 and I'd say that I think the music of 2022 was higher quality in my opinion than 2021. However, there were some heavy hitters in 2021 that interesting. Yeah. Era and like, um, um, even the architects, like the for those we want to <laughs> the, for those who wish to exist, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those yeah, who I'm, go to the hot I'm dogs looking stand, at my I'm looking Sunday. at my top ten from 2021, and I think the top ten quality wise from 2021 is better than 2022. I know one album specifically would have been in my top three from 2021, and that's Kin from Whitechapel. Yeah, that that's album good, yeah. was absolutely fantastic. Like Spencer was saying about Michael Romeo, like bringing a tear to your eye there's something about that right. album that is just like so emotional and raw that you don't typically expect from a band like white chapel when it hits yeah. you it hits you you can't yeah. help it yep absolutely yeah just just even band like name recognition from 2021 like some of my top albums last year like sleep token between the buried and me spirit box era dream theater gojira trivium like Man, that's a big name. I, th- I agree with you. The top 10 is like uh, that's a heavy year for 2021, but I will say the top three albums for me in 2022. I don't know. To me, they're they're comparable or even better in terms of quality than the top three from 2021. Like my top three this year were solid top three that I'll fight for, you know? Yeah. I see what you're saying about brand recognition, though. Like a lot of the bands in the top 10 this year or artists in the top 10 were far less recognizable than mm-hmm. you know the 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 artists from 2021. Yeah. But next year we're getting albums from Make Them Suffer, Metallica, Periphery. Ooh. Maybe I'll listen Just to that to one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Stranger Things band. <laughs> yeah. They put out that one single Master Puppets. Yeah. First time I heard it in Stranger Things. <laughs> Never heard of them. Isn't Megadeth um, coming? Or didn't? Isn't Megadeth, Megadeth was this out? year. Oh, this year, yeah, that's right. And that was probably actually one of my favorite Megadeth albums. Oh, well, I would say I just it's don't like Megadeth, Megadeth, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that, Spencer. I listened to it and didn't care for it. I loved it. It was my number I, twenty-seven. Yeah, I didn't like Weird. Megadeth albums previously, but this one didn't make it into my top one hundred. But it was very good. I'll revisit. I just don't like Dave Mustaine's face. <laughs> I mean, fair. his hair. <laughs> That's fair. Like the one place. time I saw them live, he fucked it up, and like it's just like God, I think that what, might be one of the it worst goes back to it goes yeah they are for sure it goes back to also I remember I was in high school and uh, had just I was like obsessed with Dream Theater at the time still am but there was a book that was published and it was like <laughs> top 100 metal guitarists of all time and I picked it up and uh, I was reading through it number two was John Petrucci. And number one was Dave Mustaine. And I've never let go of the fact that they rated Dave Mustaine the number one metal guitarist of all time. Dave Mustaine shouldn't have been on that list. No. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, I, well, he should be. But. In terms of influence, yeah. But yeah, I still don't think he knows how to actually play guitar. <laughs> He's better than Kirk Hammett. Sounds, they're both bad, but <laughs> Kirk Hammett's better. No, I don't think so. Not at all. <laughs> Add a little There's bit no of way. Law. 
You know what this solo anyway. means? Wow. Yeah. I missed that about this for, for minutes. Yeah, just a little bit of wow. Anyways, that was my take. There you <clears> go. <throat> well, as always, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, guests. Been a pleasure. Howdy. We will uh, do this again next year. Um, but Kyle and I, yeah, we're switching up the format a little bit for Here's What's Spinning, so we're not sure exactly how we're going to do that yet, but I can guarantee you we're not going to talk about as many albums because there's just too many. <laughs> how many albums did you listen to this year? Uh, my list has... Four hundred and thirteen. Holy crap! Yeah, and I uh, I rated specifically. No, we can't hear you. He says he rated I, specifically. I rated specifically two hundred and forty-two albums. Where did Viagra Boys fall on that? <laughs> <laughs> my 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 bottom five review uh, like rating albums of the year were. Five Finger Death Punch, Three Days Grace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I knew Three Days Grace would be in there. Skillet. Yeah. <laughs> what about that Chinese band? That's all butt rock. Um, no, they weren't bottom five. Viagra huh. Boys were worse than that. Yeah, Viagra Boys are the bottom for me. Yeah, Viagra Boys number four, <laughs> and then Panic at the Disco number five. Yeah, I disagree with that. I'll fight you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's your lowest rated album, Kyle? 11.4. That's Bagger Boys, that? right? That's Bagger Boys. Bagger Boys. <laughs> my lowest my <laughs> rated album is... Skillet's better than them. Wow. My lowest rated album is 5 out of 30. I didn't even listen to the Skillet album because I saw your guys' ratings and I'm like, I'm not even going to waste my time. And looking back, Skillet should just get a zero, to be honest. Uh, do you remember Liam Gallagher? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad album, too. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, and Journey's album. Good God, that was awful. <laughs> yeah. I listened to like one and a half song of that and was like, I am out. Goodbye. Also, not to just hate on them because everyone else does, but like legitimately Nickelback's new album <laughs> fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's bad too. They released that finally? And we're on yeah, record probably. of being like, like, I don't mind like the, what was it? Dark Dark Horse? Oh yeah. yeah, that's where that's where people started it's, making fun of them. It's pretty good. Yeah, the, that metal? that's the epitome of butt rock, guys. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. catchy, but it's terrible. But it's catchy. And that metalcore oh. teaser didn't actually come to fruition with metalcore. God no, that was the heaviest. That was the heaviest three seconds of the album, and it was the first song. Huh. San, Every, everything San, else, San everything else was just worse than photograph. Yeah, I was actually kind of intrigued based off of the like three seconds of metalcore with Nickelback. I know, me too. And then the song just, it was so bad. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting seeing Five Finger Death Punch open up for Metallica. Because <laughs> I'm going to watch them. This is the and one I'm thing. I'm going to see how they are live. The one reason That's I still listen to that. Five Finger Death Punch is because of Andy James. Andy James is their new lead guitar player. Um, I think this is his first full album with them. But if anybody remembers, like if you were playing guitar back in the day in the early 2010s, Andy James was a YouTube guitarist who would like cover different styles of of popular guitar players, and he has been always like someone that I admire a shit ton. If you haven't heard him, just YouTube Andy James. Listen to some of his stuff. He's insane. Yeah, he's insanely talented, and he obviously got this opportunity with Five Finger Death Punch. So I'm like happy for him. They're a huge band. They're doing well. I can't I can't help but cringe 
throughout all their music, but I'm happy that he's killing it. And at least they have an absolutely ripping guitar player. So Andy James. I'm proud to say that I like Five Finger Death Punch and will listen to them on a regular basis. Is it like a guilty pleasure or is it like just pleasure pleasure? <laughs> oh, no, no, regular basis. Okay, good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like when I'm driving <laughs> and I need pump up music, I put Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, like old Five Finger too, especially. I actually liked a lot of it. It's their lyrics, man. I just. Oh, they're bad. They're yeah. So bad. But hilariously bad, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. Awful. In a way, anyway. that you just got to. Yeah, you just got to feel it. We're taking up way too much airtime talking about this piece of shit band. So. <laughs> That was our top Why don't you wrap us up albums of the year from all four of us. We had three different ones this year. You two wankers had the same number one album again. <laughs> but I'm going to no good music. I'm going to go back and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Michael Romeo, Devil Wears Parada, Orville Peck. Go listen to those albums. Go listen to all the albums. Especially Viagra Boys. Go, nope, go support your local artists <laughs> and uh, uh, listen, listen to Deer Hunter to Deer Hunter and Metal and thanks everyone for hanging out with us uh, here's what's spinning 2023 version coming at you sometime next year stay tuned see ya <laughs> <laughs>